Under the radar means hearing about things you didn't know you needed to know until you hear them. It's a serious look. You hear about the issues that don't get the attention they deserve. Under the radar doesn't get caught up in the day-to-day. -day. Surfacing issues that are not talked about in mainstream media. I think it's something that connects us to each other. Under the radar is all about discovery. I can be guaranteed voices I haven't heard before. But also the questions. Under the radar is one step ahead. I'm Callie Crossley. This week on Under the Radar with Callie Crossley, it's our annual spinning of holiday tunes with our own Mike Wilkins, radio engineer for PRX and GBH's The World. Woke up this morning and what did I hear? The sound like sleigh bells to me. Jumped up bed, put my feet on the floor, open the window to see. The snow was falling straight out. That snuck in the chimney by the Sturf Boys, included in Mike's annual collection. All this hour, GBH's intrepid holiday music collector shares his new finds of old songs that are quirky, weird, and sometimes way out there. These are not the traditional carols from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir or even new traditional favorites like Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Nope, Mike Wilkins' compilation of songs you never heard of include the vinyl one-hit wonders he rescued from the forgotten bins of overlooked b-sides and a few newer tunes that might become classics. This season, for his 33rd year of Jingle Bell Melodies, Mike honors his mixtape history with Mike's Christmas Mix 2022, a Yuletopia recording. Welcome back, Mike Wilkins. Thanks for having me, Callie. It's a joy to be here. <laughs> it's always a joy to have you. <laughs> so, Stuck in the Chimney, um, little country feel there, and I noted this year that you got a lot of country tunes going on. Yeah, in fact, actually, you mentioned B-sides, and that is actually the B-side of a promotional uh, 45. The A-side was, I told Santa Claus I want you, but somehow this <laughs> had okay. cowbell in it, and I had to, you know, that was the... But yeah, it's just, sometimes it ebbs and flows, or maybe it's my mood, but there's a little more country in this, uh, this compilation this year. Okay. Well, before we move on to hear a little bit more country that you have included in uh, this year's mixtape, Let's talk about, for those who've not joined us before, how you got started 33 years ago <laughs> putting this collection together. Yes, uh, I was a uh, broke DJ at a small AM station in Lowell, Massachusetts, and I was playing all this great uh, Christmas music, and I looked around me and I saw a bunch of stuff that just wasn't commercially viable and was never going to make it to air. And I thought, well, I'm going to take some of this stuff oddball, weirdo kind of stuff, and put it together as a compilation and hand it out to friends. And I did that probably about five friends that first year, and then I got a request to do more of that, and then it it became tradition. And uh, so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of your tradition, just so folks know, is that you look for this stuff oh, yeah. all year round. Um, and there's some that you have collected that haven't yet made a mixtape, because what, you're waiting for the right moment, or tell us about well, it. Well, <laughs> you know, the pro part of the problem is I what happens is I gather stuff up through the year, and then I kind of sort through it and decide what I, what I feel like goes on that year's compilation. And then I tend to just gather everything up from that year and put it away, and I start fresh the next year, which is a shame, because there's a lot of great stuff that I put away every year. 
And one of these years, I will have to just go back and start sorting through stuff and kind of uh, try to rescue some of the the gems that got thrown out with you know with the with the the bathwater, so to speak. <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh, take a listen to some again. Um, I was interested in the fact that there were more country songs. Mm. Here's another one called "Our Number Three. Are you ready? Christmas time is here. Are you ready? Are you Christmas time is here. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Christmas night is drawing near. If you're ready, baby, pour me some cheer. Are you ready? Christmas time is here. Okay, so who is Rick Hickey? Uh, Rick Hickey, and that's also with um, Bam Powell. That comes off a compilation uh, album from 2016 called, called Arnold's Bar and Grill. He's out of Cincinnati. Uh, I've pulled a couple songs off of this record. And um, he's, I guess you could say, an adventurous guitarist with a, a unique style. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, blues, jazz, country, he, he seems to make it all. So he's a fixture on the Cincinnati, Ohio uh, music scene for almost uh, three decades now. Now, do you think that they were playing this song in Cincinnati? <laughs> or was it just waiting for you to include in your mix? <laughs> That's a good question. I'd like to think that as a guitarist and prolific uh, Cincinnati uh, band member, I would think that somewhere, probably at a local uh, honky-tonk or bar, there's a they're, they're playing this song. Probably not on the radio. But maybe. Mm. I don't know. Mm. If you're uh, listening in Cincinnati... On the web, please yeah. let us know. Yeah, I would love to know if if uh, Rick Hickey's "Are You Ready for Christmas Time" is here um, is is uh, something that's uh, that's uh, played locally. All right, so number nine is "Do You Remember Christmas?" How do you remember yesterday's Christmas? The spirit that filled the air, the happiness and joy that people gave. I wish you could have been there. Do you remember decorating the church and cutting the Christmas tree? You're in the back of a pickup with the saw and an axe. Everybody shouting to please. I have to say, this is uh, this reminded me of Elvis. <laughs> well, he's from Louisiana. This is what you would call call us a swamp pop. Mm. Believe it or not, this is from 1978. Get out of here! No, it is. It's uh, 1978. A fellow named uh, Charles Basco, uh, C.B. Basco. He sadly passed away in uh, 2016. And I'm trying to find uh, the record right here. I've got the 45. It's on the Showtime label. And um, he was just a world-class musician, playing piano, guitar, fiddle, several other instruments. And uh, he was also a, a veteran in the Marine Corps, serving in Vietnam. And he made a couple uh, records, but the uh, the 45 is really um, hard to find. Hmm. And where'd you it's find fun, it? fun, though. Do you remember? It's fun. Yeah, no, it's fun. I was just trying to figure out where you found it. I think uh, this one I picked up. You know what? Uh, I don't have it on my list here. I usually have the list of where I picked it up. So I'm going to say that I picked it up uh, locally at one of the record stores. Hmm. Okay. Um, you know, I recognize an Elvis vibe because I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and you know, that was Elvis's home. So very yeah. familiar with that sort of um, style. That sound, yeah. Yeah, that sound. Yeah. It's just it's, it's really familiar to me. I love, love, love number 23, To Heck with Old Santa Claus by Loretta Lynn. Last year I hung 
Well, I just couldn't love that more. First of all, it's Loretta Lynn. Come yeah, on. Yeah, what can you what can you not good things? There's just full of good things to say about Loretta Lynn. And, uh, yeah, that was a 45 uh, on the DECA label that I picked out. Some people might recognize it because Loretta Lynn was such a huge star. Maybe this got played a lot, but I, it was the first time I'd heard it. And I thought, you know, there's a, a different feeling about Santa. And I thought if Loretta Lynn is expressing it, I might as well play it. Well, it's definitely a different feeling about Santa. Uh, <laughs> very country in that story about, you know, somebody did me wrong, except this this time it's the it's, red-suited guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, did she do Christmas albums? albums because I I don't think I've maybe she did a silent night but I wasn't aware of anything else yeah she did do one Christmas album that I know of called a country Christmas with Loretta Lynn and friends there may be a couple more and uh, but it's it's reasonably priced if you can find it online or you may even find it in a used record store well maybe they will um, you know put out more copies now because of her recent passing and, yeah. you know, it's sad that we lost her this past year. I know. Now. And so, you know, this, this just sounds so familiar. It's her great style, and I love the sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't bring me anything. <laughs> I hope you fall. I love it. <laughs> I want to hit him in his ho-ho-ho. I know. All right. Now, you mentioned in passing that you found a couple of them from local stores. You yes. know, we have to talk about the resurgence of interest in vinyl since you and I have been having this annual conversation my goodness, it's over the top. I mean, the millennials and the Gen Zers and then the other folks like yourself just loving vinyl. You I mean, you came with the legacy of loving vinyl, but they've found it anew. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, it's it's good and bad. It's great that they're finding it. It's bad because the prices have been <laughs> going up. But and but and there's a resurgence in repressings. Of course, there's people are saying, oh, I, this there's some interest in this record. I can repress it now. Just remember that not every re repressing should have happened. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's it's sad in one aspect here in in the Boston Cambridge area. We lost a um, an in your ear record store. It, both the the Harvard Square one, which closed down a couple of years ago, and now the one on Commonwealth Ave. Commonwealth Ave is closed, and uh, but the stores in Rhode Island are open, and I made the trek down there to get them. But we have great local stores. John at Planet Records always sorts me out, and we've got so many other places. But yeah, the resurgence in vinyl is is fantastic as far as I'm concerned. Now, can you, I know this will be anecdotal, so scientists don't freak out, but do you have an anecdotal sense of what's the percentage of interest in holiday music vinyl as opposed to any other kinds of genre? I'll have to say, I think what, what happens is it's, it is seasonal, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, what you'll see is that there's a lot more independent artists producing um, uh producing Christmas music or holiday-themed music or winter-themed music a lot more now just because they don't have to get the okay from a, a record company to pr uh, press something onto a record mm. or onto a CD. They can release it uh, through Bandcamp or YouTube or whatever and uh, present that song. So I think it's actually growing just because the technology allows for it. Okay. All right, let's go to number eight. He's the one, Ali Speary and Kristen Weber. He's the one. He puts the twinkle in my heart. I knew right from the start that he's the one. I watched him go on that foggy Christmas Eve. My eyes could not believe his rosy glow.
my favorite line, how he slays me. I love it. And, you know, this kind of 1950-ish girl group harmonizing, I just can't get enough of. It has a little bit of everything, symphonic, country, 50s, uh, like you said, harmonic. Uh, Ali Sperry and Kristen uh, Weber from 2015, uh, both are from Nashville, and they have said this is a love song to Rudolph. Aww. Oh, that's wonderful. It is so yeah. good. I love claps at the beginning because that's very, um, you know, that just is really reminding of the, a reminder of those old songs that started with claps and hums and and whistles, exactly. and that brings me to interesting. You found two songs where whistling is part of yeah. the story. <laughs> How do you find? I just I thought to myself, this is so interesting. <laughs> well, I found one, and then I just and then the other one just appeared, and I'm like, well, I have to put them both together. You do, obviously. So number five is "Whistling Neath the Mistletoe" by the Despoto Sisters. As far as I know, okay. yes. All right, let's take a listen. <laughs> Pucker up and waiting. Where is That's everyone? <laughs> exactly. That's uh, from 1959. And I think maybe because of the question you had when you asked how their name was pronounced, yes. uh, they changed their names to the Crystalettes oh. in 1962. But this is from 1959, their first recorded sing uh, single. Huh. Now, did was this just not part of anything else? It was just a single? Just a, a single. A seasonal single. Okay. Absolutely, yes. All right. And... Because it's you, Mike Wilkins, you are able to find <laughs> another. Believe it or not, this one you're going to play actually came before it. Really? By five years. This is from 1954. All right, this is number six. I want to do more than whistle by the Lancers. I want to do more than whistle. How long can a fellow whistle? I want to do more than a whistle under the mistletoe. My jingle bell heart is beating. It's time that our lips were meeting. Please give me my season's greeting under the mistletoe. I'm going to get my wish because I still believe in Santa Claus. I'm all decked out like a Christmas tree. So baby, please hang a kiss on me. I want to do more than a whistle. It's better to kiss than a whistle. I want to do more than a whistle under the mistletoe. Oh, yeah. 
So I wanted to play that a little longer because who are the women? They're not the Lancers. <laughs> it's the, uh, it doesn't say. It just says, and chorus. Okay. So it's on the choral label, and this was a uh, DJ copy that I have, a promotional sample copy. But it just says vocal with orchestral, orchestra and chorus. Hmm. Okay. Leave it to them not to identify the women, but I'm just yeah. going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting that um, uh, not only were they not identified, but you managed to find two songs about whistling. Uh, under the under mistletoe. Under the mistletoe. That is, who knew? Who, who knew? Um, now, those DJ copies you mentioned, they were just sort of handouts for promotional stuff during the time? Right. Those were given to uh, uh, record stations uh, or radio stations across the country, and they were basically test, tests to see if they could m- be commercially viable, because you never know if you throw that. The, it, Mariah Carey, you know, mm-hmm. to think you get a promotional record of that, they played it and everybody is now gaga over it. It is part of the repertoire for the season. And that's kind of how these things catch. That's the hook, is whether they can get some airplay and how people uh, receive them. Okay. If you're just tuning in, this is Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. I'm Callie Crossley. And joining me for this entire hour is our annual guest, PRX and GBH engineer Mike Wilkins, here with his special mixtape of weird, fun, and unusual holiday tunes. Now, it's normal that a lot of this music would be what I call Santa-centric. <laughs> yes, no doubt. The focus is on the big guy uh, himself. And here's one of my favorites because it's got that harmony I love. Number 20, I saw Mama Cha-Cha with oh, You yeah. Know Who by the Bonnie Sisters. I saw Mommy Cha-Cha-Cha, Cha-Cha-Cha, Cha-Cha-Cha. So, so clever. The Bonnie sisters, they sound like a real group. Well, they were, uh, and they weren't sisters. Oh, Uh, okay. They met, actually, as nurses working at a a Manhattan, New York hospital. And they they did have a hit, uh, Cry Baby, in 1956. Uh, Peaked on 18 on the Hot 100, I think. But um, they returned to nursing after um, a couple of their other singles didn't chart, so they went back to nursing. Wow. Yeah. Mm, okay, that's interesting. Broke up the family, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Maybe I don't think maybe too late to get the band back okay. together. Number twenty-one, rock and roll, roly poly, Santa Claus by Lillian Briggs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, reindeer. Don't you know your Santa's coming? 
Well, who is Lillian Briggs? Well, believe it or not, she's quite the American rock and roll performer mm. and musician. She actually plays the trombone. You hear some horns in this uh, song right there, and um, it's by no mistake, I'm sure, that there's a couple trombones in there as well. Uh, her first single was the same year this was released, called I Want You To Be My Baby, and that sold over a million copies and hit number 18 on the uh, Billboard Hot, uh, Hot 100. And during the peak of her career from mid-50s to mid-60s, she headlined at concerts around the world, started the Las Vegas hotels, appeared on TV shows, and she, she it's a name that we should be more familiar mm. with, I think. Mm, interesting. Now, I have to point out that you have a number of tunes this year that uh, refer to Santa not in a sober state. So I call it inebriated <laughs> Santa. <laughs> we, we do have a little set here put together. I tell yeah. you. So number 13 is Santa Came Home Drunk by Clyde Leslie. You talk about Santa Claus. You want to know what it's all about. Santa Claus got drunk last night. Everybody tried to throw him out. I want to tell you, folks, how it all began. Santa stopped at a neighbor's house and started drinking good tea. Now, while I was with him, I named a few. I love to name some of them whiskeys. See if you can name all the That's all Santa the alcohols. You. Here, listen to them. It was way back in the ancient age, down in Mid Springs Valley, where the crab tree grows. Old granddaddy bought a rocking chair for Mr. Boss. One day we're rocking in the mellow breeze. The rocking chair broke and threw him bottom up. He jumped up thinking about his old drum. He saddled his white horse, said he's going over to Johnny Walker. He, he names I, I, about he names about uh, twenty whiskeys. I noticed that, song. but the only one I could get was Johnny Walker. Uh, the rest of them were the references were too uh, outside well, of my experience. <laughs> exactly, that's a good way to put it. Uh, and some of them are no longer on the market, but it's uh, it's amazing. He just goes through this whole long uh, list of whiskeys and then says he's sipping on Gordon's gin. So I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, what Santa was doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, Clyde is was more of a comedian than a singer. Uh, he was known as uh, Porkchop uh, Lasley. First worked for Cadillac Baby mm. as a comic during the 50s. And um, Santa Came Home Drunk was his only release. Really? In 1957. Uh, sorry, 1967. So that's, that's his one-hit wonder. That's it, exactly. And that's actually the B-side. The A-side is Christmas song. So, again, we, we go to those B-sides for, for the fun we have. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, number 12, Drunk on Christmas by Darren Chris. Drunk on Christmas It's been a hell of a week With all the parties to drop in And all of that shopping I had to promise you that I wouldn't peek But isn't it nice Sitting by the fire Now we can retire Being good as can be We're getting drunk on Christmas We're doing something naughty for you and me 
drunk, drunk on Christmas. Been up since the crack of dawn. So we broke out the booze that we never use. As soon as all the kids and in laws are gone, and isn't it nice? Spice in your cocoa with a bit of circle just to give it a bite. Okay, I have to say, I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> because they sound so good together. They do, absolutely. This is off the uh, album A Very Darren Christmas, C-R-I-S-S, which is his last name. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's also because you're kind of drunk, not just uh, on alcohol, but you're drunk on the whole spirit of Christmas, is how I'm looking at it, at least from, from my standpoint. But uh, Darren, of course, is an American actor, singer, and songwriter, uh, you might remember him from Glee. Oh. He received an Emmy and Golden Globe acting awards for his leading role in uh, the assassination of uh, Gianni Versace. Wow. Uh, American Crime Story in 2018. So very versatile uh, individual right well, there. Well, who's the woman? Laney Wilson. That's why she sounds so good. It's Laney Wilson is accompanying him on that track. Remind me who Laney Wilson is because it sounds very familiar. Well, Lainey is the six-time CMA Award nominee and the ACM New Female of the Year 2022 winner. Wow. And that's why you might have rec recognized the, the name. I didn't, but I she just sounds so good. Yeah, she's And, awesome. it, you know, it has that Christmas, uh, that uh, country vibe once again. So, uh, you know, I noted that. So just, that's what she's bringing to this yes. harmony. It's beautiful. I tell you that. Um, now, these are questions I have to ask every year because I'm always curious. Um, what is your response when you find something you've been looking for a long time? And what have you been looking for for a long time? Yeah, it's one of those things where there are just, there. sometimes you're prospecting and you don't know what you're going to find until you find it. And that's kind of how it is with me. A lot of times I have a wish list that I've put together on some of the online sites, things that I want to be alerted about if they come up on auction or available for sale. Uh, and then there's stuff that just pops up in the. There's nothing like digging through a record bin and finding something, or at a at a, um, a flea market or or a yard sale, and something you realize you didn't know you needed to have. Um, uh, in fact, I'm going to mention one here that I'm hoping is on your list, which was um, the uh, Hickey Lunta. Uh, oh yes, snow we'll song, get to that. Snow dance song. Yeah, and God. when we get to that, we'll get to that. But I'll explain <laughs> what that's about. Yeah. But it was it wasn't on my list. But when I found it, it was like. Oh, I have got to have that. <laughs> um, can you tell from the now more than three decades of collecting um, if there are certain themes other than Santa that just are always going to be a part of, of, of these kinds of songs? Or is it just all over the place? Because every time you bring a collection, I'm surprised about you know, the stuff that's all over the place. Oh, and I think that's exactly it. It's all over the place. It's just as, as varied as there are individuals in the world and how they experience uh, Christmas and the holidays and what it means to them or doesn't mean to them. And uh, it's, it's and like I said, the technology now is that we have much more ability sharing files uh, rather than records. Um, to, you can't, I can't narrow it down. I can't say there's a particular theme. Everybody seems... I have to do. I do say that Silent Night seems to be one that everybody goes to. Hmm. Like that seems to be the most. Po I don't. I haven't no versions included in this year's compilation, but it does seem to be one that gets um, a lot of treatment. Um, I want to play one that is just one of your odd ones, and I think 
why? Why did someone do this? But okay. Number 25, Snowman, Snowman, Sweet Potato Nose by the J-Nets. Okay, Mike, explain. That might be the first Christmas song I've had with a mouth harp in it. Um, <laughs> what is that? The, uh, these are a female soul group from the Bronx. Um, and in addition to this, which has not a lot of information on it, they recorded one of the more discussed recordings of all time, the mystical-sounding Sally Go Round the Roses, which oh. shot to number two on the pop charts in 1963. This, too, comes from 1963. Not much more about the Janets other than that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you think the Janets just were literally one recording people or two recording people? So I, I kind of get the impression from uh, reading up on them that the Janets could, could have been any number of people at any given time, mm. that there weren't a core group of Janets. It was just almost like a, a studio group. And, you know, the uh, last couple of years, uh, we found out in our discussions that there were uh, groups they just put together in the studio just yeah. to sing songs, but they weren't ever going to be the people who recorded them, which was right. fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they maybe they were some of those people. Well, it is because uh, it, it could actually absolutely be that because the flip side of this is just the instrumental background to this song. So maybe they were this was a test for somebody else to do it. But hmm. who knows? Um, but that's uh, one for the books, I would say. Where did you find that, by the way? This one I actually found at uh, uh, In Your Ear Records down in um, Rhode Island. I went down there to see Reed, and uh, he had a pile. He, he saw me coming. <laughs> I told him I missed him up here in Cambridge, and he had this box of stuff ready for me, and it was great. And that's and it's kind of the fun thing now is you can go almost into any record store. They know right where their Christmas stuff is. And while it may seem like you're rushing the season, you can uh, you can get them to drag it out because a sale is a sale, and they're willing to get rid of that stuff. Absolutely. Well, by now, Alexa is busy answering millions of 24-7 requests to play most of the familiar holiday songs, Holly Jolly Christmas, Silent Night. Meanwhile, there are more than a dozen new holiday albums from singers including Lizzo, the Backstreet Boys, and Alicia Keys, all hoping some of their new music will become part of the heavy seasonal rotation. But it's fair to say the familiar or latest streaming favorites don't have the offbeat panache of the Heike Lunta Snow Dance song or Santa is a Pimp. Then there is the upbeat energy of the Spanish language Merry Christmas Boogaloo and the sweet harmonizing of I Saw Mommy Cha-Cha with You Know Who. None of these made Billboard's Top 100, but they are on the Not Your Average Holiday Song playlist curated by PRX and GBH's The World Engineer, Mike Wilkins. Where else can you hear Stinky by Dick and Richard chronicling the story of a smelly reindeer? 
another Mike Fine fished out of the vinyl stacks of nostalgia. So many songs you never heard of from his Mike's Christmas Mix 2020 tour recording. That's next. This is a special one hour under the radar with Callie Crossley. I'm Callie Crossley. Christmas, yet another version of the classic song excavated by GBH engineer and holiday music collector Mike Wilkins. This version by Hank Carbo and the GTOs is part of his once-a-year curation of the off-the-beaten-path holiday songs, sometimes way off. Mike's Christmas Mix 2022 is his 33rd collection. I'm Callie Crossley, and this is Under the Radar with Callie Crossley, and we're in the middle of a special hour celebrating the mixtape of quirky holiday songs of Mike Wilkins. Welcome back, Mike. Thanks, Callie. <laughs> it's, you know, always great to be here. That was from 1972, Hank Carbo. Uh, there's a little, very little bio information about him, but it appears that he um, sang with his uh, brother Claude back in the mid-'60s, pressed a couple 45s. And um, he recorded a record in 1972 of 45 called Hot Pants, which is a rare oh. gem. And if you can find it for under $200, you should probably buy it. Uh, I don't know what it sounds like because I haven't ponied up to $200. Um, but he's still performing as uh, late as or as early as uh, last uh, September out in California. Well, has a great voice. He does. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Um, all right. So now here we get to the thick of it, Mike. Mm. The okay. so odd songs, I, I don't even know what to say, uh, but they they are a mark of your collection, and it's just interesting to me that they ever were pressed into vinyl, <laughs> but they were. Oh, no. <laughs> so we got to start with yeah. Heike Lunta Snow yeah. Dance song by Heike Lunta. Yes. Uh, let's take a listen. Now I'll sing my song to make the snow come down And I'll do my snow dance Whoops, almost lost my pants That's a holler and yell And really give it It's Hakey Snow Dance Song Hakey Snow Dance Song We gotta have some snow by the 4th of December Hakey Lunda, make it snow, say all the range club members Okay, so I wrote (laughs) on my notes, weird, weird and Scandinavian, but I don't know well, if it's Scandinavian. He, it's it's uh, from Michigan, and Hakey Lunta in this case is David Riuda. Excuse me, Riuda, David Riuda. He actually uh, created this song. Hakey uh, Lunta translates to Hank Snow in English, and uh, there was an there is a true story to this that there was a, a, a snowmobile race that was about to take place on a particular uh, range snowmobile club, and it didn't look like there was going to be any snow. So they, uh, this fella worked at a local radio station. He decided to record this and do this, and as it turned out, it snowed 
unbelievably a large amount of snow. And they got mad at him because they thought uh, that he had he had actually caused this giant snowstorm that almost canceled the snowmobile races. He then recorded the se- the second side of what became the 45, which was uh, Hanky Luta go away, which was having everybody <laughs> throw rocks and snowballs at him. Uh, but it is actually fr- there is a, a whole a legendary story to that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I can't imagine that our next one, number ten. Stinky by Dick <laughs> and Richard. Let's yeah, take a listen. Why not? It's spoken word. Once upon a time, in a cold, far northern land, there lived a little reindeer. Now, this little reindeer didn't have a glamorous reindeer type name like Donner or Blitzen or Prancer. His name was Stinky. He was a good little reindeer, but he did have a few faults. For example, the water up north is real cold, so he didn't bathe very much. And his hoofs were always very dirty and muddy. And his coat always needed combing. And he ate a lot of onions and garlic bread and rarely had time to brush after each meal. Now one morning, Stinky's mama woke him up and said, Son, you've got to get a job. And Stinky said, All right, now, what was in the imagination of Dick and Richard, whoever they are, or one person? I think this is a moral tale. Okay. uh, Where if your kid doesn't take care of himself and doesn't go to school, he's going to find him, it's going to be hard for him to find a job, and yet. If he does, takes care of himself and studies, he will then ultimately turn it around and work for Santa. Um, that's how I, I see it as a fable of that kind. That's the only way I can figure it out. Um, it's actually by uh, a group, like you said, Dick and Richard. Uh, there's really very little about their uh, about them on there, It's which is kind of weird because this is on the Capitol Records. Wow. This is the B side. The A side was actually Santa caught a cold on Christmas Eve. Some people might have heard that by chance. Hmm. But um, I, all I can say is that this was written by the same man who wrote the theme for the Munsters TV show. Really? That's the only information I could really dig up on who these people were. I just think it's a vanity project, you know, kind of. Clearly. A, yeah, I just think, you know, or a pet project. Somebody was like, well, let's just do a, a, a moral tale about being better. Um. Now, we should say, as the record goes on and the story goes on, Stinky does, you know... Um, reform. Go, yeah, well, reform. I mean, first he tries to get a job with Santa, and Santa's like, no. Um, and then he kind of cleans himself up, literally, and then, you know, he gets a gig. See, that's what I mean. It's, <laughs> it's a modern-day moral tale of doing the right thing. Okay, well, let's see what morality is expressed in number 22, <laughs> Santa is a Pimp by the yeah, Code Walkers. No Here morality. we go. It's been a minute, working in the chain gang, building my spirits, doing my own thing, keeping my secrets, working till the bell rang. No speaking pots, why? Because the boss don't tolerate slang. To keep it real, the melodies we sang. To keep us safe, we smile without our fangs. And if we knew the freedom loving past, start off this rebellion, it's with a bang. I pour a bottle for the concrete clan. We repping for the North Pole, Bhutan. See me triple kick like I'm Okay, that's my favorite. We're repping for the North Pole. Oh, yes. Um, 
who are the Code Walkers and how did this song come to be? Well, this is a five-piece rap rock reggae group from uh, Cardiff, Wales, fronted by a Nigerian powerhouse, uh, Son Babatola, oh. and uh, backed up by four Welshmen. Uh, you know, it's a vibrant fusion of cultures, as they say, ideas, musical styles. And um, I found them through, once again, that uh, digital album compilation that was put out uh, by Kevin McGrath. And I just, I, I really dug it. And I kind of liked it and it got a, had a good beat and I could dance to it kind of thing. <laughs> so I thought, that's a little different. Sa- a different look on Santa. A very different look on Santa. But, you know, it sounds good. It's yeah, got it an interesting beat. Yeah. It's just, just a weird take on it, as, <laughs> as we've said. <laughs> Um, now, you always, every year, uh, amaze me with finding the, you know, sort of what I call the Debbie Downer takes on the holiday. You know, we've heard um, mm-hmm. a couple yeah. earlier in the show, but um, this one, and some, as you say, with some morality tales or protest oh, or whatever going on. I know on. what this is, yeah. I Number 26, how do you lie to your child about Santa? Yeah. Eugene, Mirman, and Lucy. Uh, let's take a listen. Santa real? Um, Baruch Atah? I don't know. What kind of cookies should we leave? Huh, I bet Santa likes local flavor. Maybe Snickerdoodle? In Norway, they leave a beautiful blonde baby. Okay, so this song goes on to question whether Santa has free will. Yes. <laughs> Who are Eugene Mirman and Lucy, and how did they come to write this song? Well, this song was, uh, I was pointed to this song through Henry Santoro, uh, Man About Town, Gadfly, uh, WGBH personality, anchor. exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, Eugene uh, Mirman is a Cambridge-based uh, comedian, and I just thought that it was, an, I bought this uh, digitally, again, through Bandcamp, and uh, I just thought it was a nice track to have because it it expressed some sentiments that I know I have friends that have these kind of sentiments. Like, how do I, when I'm raising a young child and trying to get them to be truthful and honest, and how do I lie to them about Santa? Hmm. Well, we should note that you've played Santa because you yes. sometimes <laughs> have the natural white beard and you have the natural white hair. Yes, so. thank you. So you've been a part of the deception. Just want to put it out there. That's right. Oh, no, I, I fully endorse. Uh, I've, I'm not making a comment myself here. Not all views are here expressed are my own. Uh, I actually have the, the belly for Santa as well. It was kind of enough for you not to mention that part, but it's true. Um, but I just thought it was kind of nice to throw a different uh, side of of. Uh, Santa out there as well. Thoughts okay. about Santa. Here we're continuing the Debbie Downerness. <laughs> Number 14, a very maudlin Christmas by the Romantidote. Is there anybody else who's sick of sleigh bells? Those five scene movies that you've seen a thousand times. The all-time greatest best of Christmas compilation. And decorations from your neighbor that'll make you wish you're blind. Driving for miles and miles to reach distant relations. 
sit beside someone you barely know or like. So what exactly are you okay, doing so with your Okay, so this guy is not with the season. <laughs> no, he's just going through the motions. <laughs> who, Romantidote is pretty clever. Right. Who, who is that? Well, uh, I'm not sure of his real name, but he's from Berlin. Oh. And uh, if I can use the quote from his, his own site, he's putting the art in cathartic. He's the love child of Bon Iver, Byron, and bizarrely, the Bee Gees. So what about number four, A Christmas Shopping Blues by the Cincinnati Dancing Pigs? Let's take a listen. I've got those Christmas shopping blues. I got those Christmas shopping blues. I got those Christmas shopping blues all day. There ain't nothing I can do. There ain't nothing I can do. There ain't nothing I can do to make them go away. I went from Bethel to Bond Hill, from Oakley to Hyde Park. I couldn't find a present, no way. Then the car ran out of gas. I couldn't find my cash. Okay, this has kind of a little folk country vibe to it. And as you said, it's Cincinnati Dancing Pigs. I assume it's from Cincinnati. They are from Cincinnati, and they're a, uh, a jug band. Oh. And I think you can get that feeling from that. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, they tout themselves as the premier jug band of Cincinnati. I didn't know there were, like, a lot of competition. <laughs> uh, but they've been around uh, since probably the uh, 60s, and they've been uh, playing all sorts of stuff. And for those of you who don't know anything about Cincinnati, or maybe you do, uh, there was a lot of uh, a, a lot of stock, pig stock, uh, stockyards there. And there's a park down by the river where they have statues on pedestals of flying pigs. And I refer to it as uh, Flying Pig Park, but apparently um, it's known as Eden Park. But that's where you probably get the Cincinnati dancing pigs in their name. Okay. Well, one of the things I've always appreciated uh, that you've included on your list are some instrumentals. You got a couple this go-round. Um let me get the number for We Wish the Ghostly Trio. That's number oh, 27. Yeah. Okay, there's all kinds of weird instruments. I swear there's a uh, kudzu in there or something. What? Yeah, they've got everything. <laughs> yeah. And they and no, it's a kazoo. As, That's what I meant. Okay, yeah. go ahead. No, um, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Uh, the whole they have a whole album, uh, and it's a test pressing. I don't think it was commercially available, and if it was, you're probably a lucky son of a gun who bought it. But it's it's um, I don't have much more to say about it than what you hear. It's from 1987. I really don't know anything much more about the band. I don't think you need to know, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> You've said it. But the one that I love that's instrumental on the list is number 19, Merry Christmas Boogaloo by Johnny Albino E. Su Trio. It's Spanish language, and I love it. Let's take a listen.
Okay, I just love this. Does it make much you, you want to dance? You, you feel yeah. all upbeat. You know, you could be making the Christmas cookies and moving around. Absolutely. <laughs> and I just love the way they say, Boogaloo, Boogaloo. I love it. So, who are they? Well, um, this is actually one of any number of groups that uh, Johnny was part of, uh, the Sioux Trio. Uh, he had over a very prolific uh, Puerto Rican singer, a bolero singer, a uh, career spanned over. 300 albums wow. and uh, he was part of some very big Puerto Rican bands uh, back in the uh, 60s and 70s he sadly passed in 2011 but this was on the Starbright label and uh, it's the side A and the side B I don't know if it has any Christmas connotation I just haven't gotten around to playing it but it's uh, it's it's really danceable. It's really fun. I like it. Oh, it's so fun, and it feels um, so spirited, you know, yeah. in a in a positive way. So I just I love it, love it, love it. Um, so I always ask you, and you never want to tell me, but I'm still going to ask you, what's your favorite this year on the album? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I'm looking over the list here now, and it's. They're all my children. I love I them know. equally. I know. That's what you tell me every year. Yeah, every year. And if, <laughs> so let's see if you can nail me down this year. Um, I think uh, I, uh, I, I I have to say I like the Merry Christmas to the drunks, Merry Christmas to the lovers. And that's, that's mostly, so it's mostly because I can kind, I feel like I kind of can sing along with it. It's Okay. It doesn't mean, have any other meaning. It, <laughs> like it's, I have no relevance to it, uh, to it at all, except that I think I can sing along with it. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. By the way, people who are just dropping in uh, to this conversation, wondering what the heck is going on. It only happens once a <laughs> it year. It only happens once a year. Thank goodness. This is Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. I'm Callie Crossley, and I'm here with PRX and GBH engineer Mike Wilkins. And we're continuing our jam session with tunes from Mike's 33rd annual collection. He calls Mike's Christmas Mix 2022. Now, this is about the time where I point out to you that there are some new albums that I have yes. interest in, want to share, and um, maybe get your take on Please. whether or not you yeah. think they may become classics in themselves. So, um, this year, a lot of celebrity artists, uh, some familiar and some not, um, have come out with um, some Christmas albums. And mostly, the critics have said they're all good. Here is Lizzo with Someday at Christmas. Someday. That's Lizzo. Yeah. Um, Backstreet Boys came strong this year with their Again, Christmas album. Right? Yeah. yeah, and it's getting a lot of attention. Let's take a listen. That just goes to show you that um, all kinds of groups can come back and yes. be successful at Christmas. That's a keeper. Absolutely. Alicia Keys, back to June. Christmas, you 
And then Nora Jones, you remember her? You know, she had that big debut, and then she has some other songs that have done pretty well. She has an album. It's called I Dream of Christmas. I think you'll agree it's very Nora Jones. Uh, the whole album, I think, is like that. And I got to go back. You remember last year when I was talking to you about how um, the streaming of these songs has really brought old songs back to folks, but also has, you know, pumped up the new ones as well. And my favorite from last year, I think, is a current classic, and that's the one with Elton John and Ed yes, Sheeran, yes. and it's simply called Merry Christmas. So kiss me under the mistletoe. I think uh, that could that could it won't be Mount Mariah Carey, but it'll be up there. At I some agree. Point. I think you can play that every year without a problem. It's, it's gorgeous so good. and it's uh, it resonates still. And I love the backstory that um, Ed Sheeran was asked by Elton Johnson to do the uh, song, and he said, "No, not doing a Christmas song." And Elton John wore him down. So there you wow. go. All right. So Wait a back to if you. Sir Elton John asked you to do anything, <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah." Well, Ed Sheeran, you know, I guess he had his own idea at mm. first, but he did it. Okay, we're all scared that you're going to get tired. <laughs> you haven't set a deadline from, you know, that's it. I'm not making another collection this I year. I think what happens is I probably say every year, oh, maybe this will be the, the year I don't do it. And then I get a email from your producer saying, <laughs> hey, when are we going to do the Christmas thing? And I'm like, oh, I guess I better do it then. No, the truth of the matter is I, I really enjoy it. I do it all the, all, uh, I'm, I could probably, I probably can't sell any of these records. They're not <laughs> of interest to anybody else. But uh, I've spent uh, a good uh, a down payment on a house on records that uh, I love sharing. And I'll continue to do it because, because of what, we, what we're doing now. All right. Well, I have to say, I look forward to it every year. I'm so fascinated by these songs I've never heard of. <laughs> That's why we get along so well, Callie. You're, you're, you're as, as uh, crazy as I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I guess that's the truth. And um, I am utterly fascinated by how many B-side records are yet to be discovered by you. Well, that's <laughs> And they will and, be. <laughs> and you know what? And you just mentioned all those fantastic uh, contemporary artists who are making. You know what happens is they'll only get one or two of those make airplay. And there's so much other good stuff on that album. And those will become the B-sides of of years to come. So I definitely pick up those records on your recommendation and you never know there's something because it doesn't always have to be odd. It can be beautiful and just not heard regularly. And I love sharing that stuff too. Well, I have definitely enjoyed you and I thank you so much for joining me and see you here same time next year. Absolute joy, Callie. Thank you for having me. Okay. Mike Wilkins is an audio engineer for PRX and GBH's The World Program by profession and by avocation, a collector of unusual or little-known holiday music.
We're going to go out on number two of Mike's Christmas list, 2022. It is Christmas Song by Anton Barbeau. That's it for this special one-hour edition of Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. Listen to us online at GBH News or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date with our programming. Under the Radar with Callie Crossley is a production of GBH, produced by Jesse Steinmetz and Kelly Wessinger, and engineered by Dave Goodman. Listen again on Thursday and see you here at 6 p.m. next Sunday for a new episode. I'm Callie Crossley. Thanks for listening.